Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Hey, John Morris here. Welcome back to another episode of the show. So this one, I'm going to talk about moving past tutorials. And the idea here is you kind of, when you're learning web development, and it, there's a lot of tutorials out there. And it's, it's really great. It's a lot better than it was. And, and so it's a really good thing. However, you can sort of reach a point where you feel like you kind of get caught in this endless cycle of tutorial taking or that you're always sort of reliant on some sort of tutorial in order to build anything that you want. And as you kind of want to step into being sort of a more professional developer, you want to get to the point where you can kind of sit down and think about and design uh, an application on your own without having to, to constantly refer back to a tutorial. And so what I want to talk about a little bit here is is how to do that, because in my opinion, development is not about being able to regurgitate code. And don't get me wrong, we all, you know, no matter how long we've been doing this, like we all still look at other people's code and may use uh, code snippets from other people from time to time and so forth. But overall, like the application and being able to write your own code from scratch and so forth is really where you need to get to. And ultimately, being a good developer is about problem solving. And so you have to be a really good problem solver if you want to be a really good developer. And so I'm going to talk through some things that I that that you can kind of focus on that are going to help you sort of make that leap and kind of kind of wean you off of needing tutorials. And so one of the very first things that I learned that helped me to do this is what I'm going to call frameworking. It, it, you call it application design. You can even, maybe this is very similar to object modeling, but I, I think it encompasses just a little bit more than that because it's more than just sort of writing it on paper. But the idea of frameworking is that you sort of create the overall framework for your application before you start writing any real code. So the tendency for a lot of developers is just to like create a file and I'm going to start writing the code for this file and then I'll go on to the next one and I'll go on the next one and so forth. And really what you want to do in my experience that sort of helps you kind of keep the big picture in mind as you do this is you want to go through and you, you actually want to create all of your files and folders first and sort of put in there, uh, just create the, the classes uh, that, that you're going to use if you're doing that. And, and not write any actual code inside of the classes, just sort of get the naming down and, and get, get how you're going to load everything down and just sort of create the overall framework, the folder structure, the file structure, the class structure, all of that first without writing any actual of the sort of business logic in there. And what that allows you to do is it sort of helps you to focus on building the application as a whole as opposed to getting bogged down in you know one piece of code or, or, or whatever. And it helps you to sort of keep it coherent so that you can uh, think through the problems that the application should, should solve instead of just immediately getting lost in code. 
and it keeps the focus on sort of the big picture, the problem or problems uh, that your application is supposed to solve and it's sort of connection, that connection between those uh, two things and how your application is going to solve those problems. So it allows you to keep focused on the thing you need to keep focused on early on, which is your application and its problem solving capability and how it's going to do that and maybe how it's going to do that better than other applications that are out there and so forth. Instead of getting you know, caught in line, you know, 173 of you know, doing this database request and you need to join or something like get instead of getting caught in minutia and the details of code, you can sort of build the overall uh, application first. And I think that's a really good way to start moving past tutorials because you don't have to write any code. It's not about writing code. It's about you thinking through an application and how it's built and how it solves problems and all the things that need to go into it. And it's going to probably be difficult for you to do at first. However, this is something that you can iterate on and learn very, very quickly. And when you get good at this, that really kind of breaks you free from the, the tutorials, uh, needing a tutorial for the overall sort of project. Not that you won't necessarily need to look something up for this particular line of code or whatever, but it really gets you thinking about the overall application and how it's designed. And it, that's something that's a lot easier to learn and doesn't take near as long as maybe some some coding thing that you have to learn. And so that's really kind of, in my opinion, how you kind of break free from tutorials is, is this frameworking idea and starting to think through that. Again, at first, you probably won't be great at it and it'll be difficult and weird, but you can, again, iterate it on it very quickly and it won't take long for you to really understand it uh, and get good at it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is then once you've done that, then, and I've, I've sort of been notoriously not good at this, but the more that I've done it, the more coherent and logical and, and really, frankly, easier coding has become for me. And that is using pseudocode. So if you're not familiar, pseudocode is where you go in. We talked about creating the framework and creating classes and, and going through and even creating the, the methods inside of those classes. Again, not writing them out, but just these are the methods that are going to be in here. This, you know, this is, this is the, this class is going to need to do these four things or whatever. So these are the four methods, etc. Right. So now you go back in with your pseudocode and you actually sort of write out pseudocode is where you just state what a particular function, method, class, etc. is going to do instead of writing the code itself. So as an example, let's say you have a function called process form. So you might, your pseudocode might say, first we'll do a nonce verification. And then next line, then we'll ensure required data was passed. Next, we'll validate the past data. Then we'll write our prepared statement, etc. So I'm just sort of doing that off the top of my head. But you would actually just write those lines out as sort of a comment within um, within the the actual function or method or whatever. And now you sort of have, if you if you com are commenting your code properly, you will have done this anyway, where you go, maybe you have written, the, in the past, have written the code first, and then you go back and comment what each piece of, like, little chunk of code does. Well, here you're doing it the reverse. You're actually putting in the comment first, and now you'll go back, and you'll come in, and you'll actually write the code to do that piece. And you already have it laid out for you, so you don't have to think through what it is that you're trying to do, the linear process of what you're trying to do in this particular function or method or whatever, it's already written out in pseudocode for you. So you, you A, it helps you, again, keep more focused and, and really uh, more organized, but also it kind of does your commenting for you. So that's a, a nice uh, benefit. 
So it again, it helps you get specific about what code needs written without getting lost in actually writing the code. So we're not writing any code yet. Also, you can sort of look as you do this, you can, you'll start to identify and you can start to prioritize or deprioritize the more difficult parts. So there will be things that as you're doing this, you'd be like, okay, that I don't know how to do. I'm going to have to do some research or this is going to be a little bit more difficult. Like this is the heart of what we're trying to do differently and it's going to be difficult and I have to figure this, this and this out. And so you can then prioritize or deprioritize some things, those things. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I think it probably comes down to you whether you should do those hard things first or whether you should do them last. I, I think it's kind of up to your preference, but it helps you to see what those things are. So now you can, if you want to go through and you can do all the things that you know how to do first and get those all knocked out and then focus on the hard things, you can do that. Or you can focus on the hard things first, get them done, and now everything else you know how to do and you can sort of uh, finish. But it helps you to just sort of isolate those so that you can focus on them at one time instead of getting 30% into something and now you're stuck on this big problem and it takes you a week and by the time you get it figured out you're just sort of disillusioned and so like you can isolate that all to one experience and get everything else written and also as I mentioned helps uh, keep you organized because now you're you're not getting you're not getting caught up in writing the code you're just sort of laying it out in in pseudocode one thing I would say here is just make sure each step in your pseudocode is as small as possible. It helps keep the code more manageable and, and usually more efficient. And it's kind of the old adage of don't repeat yourself. Um, so if you have really small steps, it's, it's kind of like little, it's like, you know, the, the, the old line of eat an elephant one bite at a time. That's sort of what you're doing here. The smaller your steps, the more easier it is for you to, to execute on. So that would be one piece of advice with that. All right, then finally, the third thing in, in terms of the overall way of, of sort of moving past tutorials and in, in, in this process is what's called minimum viable product or MVP. Now, you may or may not have heard this term. It's kind of gained a little bit of popularity lately, but it really is true. And so the idea here is that you focus on creating the minimum necessary for the application to, to deliver on its core promise first, and then you'll add the bells and whistles later. And so what this allows you to do is it, a, it helps you to move quickly, helps you to keep moving, keep momentum, which is important, especially when you're coding uh, a big application. Also, if you get to the point where you have sort of the core sort of promise that is delivered on the application, you can start user testing uh, sooner and you can get important feedback and you can figure out if the application is actually going to do is when a user uses it, if it's actually going to solve the problem in a way that's better for them, they're actually going to enjoy using it or it's going to get the, the benefit that they're after. And so you can sort of figure that out uh, a lot sooner when you focus on MVP. And then if you do need to make a big change, like you do some user testing and realize this is not solving the problem uh, in a way that, that, that leads to user satisfaction or whatever it is, if you need to make a big change, it's less code that you need to overhaul. Okay, so uh, uh, MVP is something I know with the clients of mine in particular, I work with often technology companies, so they are creating technology products. And um, this is something that has, has really become big lately. And the more that those companies have sort of taken this on, we've been able to iterate on projects a lot faster. So focus on a minimum viable product, right? Viable, so it does need to deliver. Um, but again, it just makes it 
so you can keep momentum, keep moving, get important feedback, and it sort of keeps you motivated. So those are the three big things. I think if you sort of follow that process or that line of thinking, that's going to help you sort of move past tutorials. Um, some other quick tips when it comes to this is as you're going through this, don't be afraid to look at other applications. I do it all the time. Other developers do it all the time. A lot of times the problems that you're trying to solve have been solved in some way by someone else. And that doesn't mean that you go in and copy and paste their code, but you can look at how they did it and say, oh, that's a good way and, and maybe I'll, that's an idea that I'll uh, implement. Or maybe you'll look at it and say, okay, I see what they're doing, but I want to do it a little bit different way. And it'll give you ideas uh, about how to go about building your application or solving technical problems in different parts of it uh, and so forth. So don't be afraid to look at other applications for inspiration. Another thing is to just trust yourself even if you're wrong, or especially if you're wrong. And I say that because this is one of the things that is sort of hard for developers, and I talk about it with freelancers as well, but is that you really have to sort of hone your instincts and the only way that you can hone your instincts is to try things and fail on your own. If you're always sort of looking to someone else through a tutorial or whatever it is to sort of guide you and lead you, you're never you're never being required to sort of make those decisions and, and have those moments of intuition and thinking and so forth on your own. And so you never develop your instincts for how an application should be built or how you should solve a problem or whatever it is. And so... It, the more you just trust yourself, knowing that you're probably going to be wrong in a lot of cases, especially at first, what happens is, is you see those failures, you see how you were wrong, you adjust your thinking, and now your instincts going forward get better. And the more you do that, then you'll get to a point where your, hones, your instincts are, are honed really tight. Um, and when you sit down to do something, like you're, you're, you're on point with it because you've taken the time to sort of train your instincts that way. Another one is uh, we all Google. So don't be afraid to Google. Like if you have this notion in your head that if you're researching stuff or looking stuff up that that you're somehow less of a del Like we all do it. You can go on Stack Overflow for, for five minutes and, and sort of realize that. But I mean I've been writing PHP code for over a decade now and there's still simple stuff like simple functions that I Google because I just don't have it memorized. And it's like, okay, what are the... You know, what order are the parameters in again and that sort of thing. Like, I, I mean, I probably Google more than I write code when I write an application. So don't be afraid to, uh, to do that. Uh, another one would be move quickly. So you need to keep that momentum going. And you want to find out quickly if it's going to work before you spend a bunch of, bunch of time on it. Uh, and so just try to keep moving as, as quickly as possible and don't get bogged down. And this entire process of what I showed you sort of is meant to deal with that of, of kind of keeping keeping you moving and keeping you from getting bogged down um, and sort of getting everything frameworked and outlined before you actually sit down to write the code. So just keep moving quickly uh, as much as you can. And then the final thing is don't be afraid to walk away, right? If you get stuck, take a break. A lot of the processing that our brain does, it happens subconsciously. And so your brain needs some downtime for that to happen, for it to be able to do that processing. And it's sort of the old Einstein line that, you know, he said all his best ideas came to him when he was, I think it was shaving. He might have been showering, something like that. But the point was all his best ideas came to him when he was not thinking about how to solve uh, those particular problems. And that's just sort of the brain, the way the brain works. So if you get stuck on something, 
don't be afraid to you know go for a walk, take a break, play some video games or watch a movie or uh, or whatever. It has a way of sort of resetting your brain and allowing your subconscious to process. And you might find that halfway through the movie or through the walk, suddenly you have an idea uh, of how to solve it. And it, that ends up being uh, what helps you get through. So there you go. Those are those are uh, sort of my tips on kind of moving past tutorials and, and, and how you can do that and get into actually building applications uh, and so forth and, and uh, getting to the point where you can kind of become more of a professional developer that's not 100% reliant on uh, tutorials. Now, if you want to dive even more into this idea of application design, one of the things that you probably know that is really big when it comes to this sort of thing is object-oriented programming. In a lot of ways, application design these days is object-oriented programming. Um, and so, you know, learning how to do that in particular in, in PHP is a skill that can really sort of move you from kind of this being more of a hobby or being more of an amateur to being more of a professional developer. And a lot of the companies that you're going to work for, a lot of the applications you're going to see out there and work with are going to be written in the object-oriented pro programming paradigm. So it's something that you definitely want to learn. Anyway, I have a full course on that, The Beginner's Guide to Object-Oriented Programming uh, or Build Professional Applications with Object-Oriented Programming in PHP. Uh, and again, it's over on Skillshare. And so it's going to take you through really application design. It's not just sort of random. Here's a class and here's a method and so forth. We do go through that stuff, but it's really more about application design. So we are going to talk about MVC in particular. There's a primer in there. There's also another method of of building applications that I've used over the year that I really like that I show you how to do that. And we get into sort of full application design in uh, that course. So if you want to learn more about that course, you can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash OOP. As a teacher there, I can give you exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare. So you can go in there, start the trial, take the course, never pay a penny. And if you want to cancel at that point, you can uh, certainly do so. So again, johnmorrisonline.com slash OOP. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. The John Morris Show. 